In this episode of Who You Got, we'll start with the NFL playoff preview for this weekend. Then we'll break down the Urban Meyer breaking news that he might become the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then we'll break down the massive trade that happened in the NBA, where James Harden is sent to the Brooklyn Nets. We'll also talk about the Lakers and Nets bench and who's better. Then we'll hit a new segment called Sleepers of the Week. And of course, Hot and Cold and Mortal Locks. Here we go. episode nine of who you got we're almost double digits here making episodes so everyone everyone's all here per usual i don't know what aiden's doing right now early job. he's he's upset about his hockey picks yesterday so i don't know hockey so you need to help me out but we got, we got three out of five that's that's positive i'm mortal hit so i'm happy philadelphia flyers mine and grams talking about this Kansas can't be a Oklahoma State. <sighs> All I know is that Texas Tech game was nuts, right, Graham? <laughs> All right. You know what? Texas Tech gained a little bit of respect uh, from me after that game because I've been hating on them all year. I mean, I'm still going to hate on them. But, but you know, they can stay in the top 15. Did we find a team – uh, a team that Graham does not like. Uh, is this the first team on Graham's hate list? There's definitely more. I just can't think of it right now. Because he loves Kyrie. So, all right. Let's I can talk about that a little later. I can, of, I can think of two teams on both of your hate lists. The 2007 and 2011 Giants. <laughs> and on that note, um, I think we should just just – Go NFL NFL preview real quick. All right. Uh, um, our first game is on Saturday. It is the Rams and the Packers at 435 in Green Bay. Um, the spread is uh, Green Bay favored by 6.5 points. Um, you know, I'm a Packers guy. Um, I think they do win this game, but the Rams look pretty good. So, no, nah, I'm still having the Packers cover the spread. Um, I think this game kind of depends on which Rams we get. If Jared Goff is healthy, it's going to be a closer game. If Jared Goff's finger is still bothering him, he had he had a bunch of like questionable throws due to that finger in the Seahawks game. So I think if if Jared Goff is is one hundred percent, it's going to be a close game. But I still have the package winning. At home, I don't So I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I do not think the Packers will lose at home this playoffs. I think they're going to. Ma- I think they're going to make the Super Bowl. I think just the environment up there in Green Bay is very. It's 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 tough to play in, and Aaron Rodgers is a veteran in playing in that kind of environment. And the Packers are veterans in playing in that environment. So I think the only team that can kind of give them a run for their money in green Bay would be the box, but um, I'm going to take the Packers. Of the four games this weekend, um, 
I'd say the Rams Packers is probably the most definitive lock you can put on anything. Um, all the other games, in my opinion, have the potential to sway either way. But um, East Browns, I think, yeah, I think the Browns. I think the Browns can potentially beat the Chiefs. To be honest, I, I could see that. I could see that happening more than the um, more than the Rams beating the Packers, just because Aaron Rodgers is playing at home. The Packers are. What were they? Thirteen and three, fourteen and two. Thirteen three. Thirteen and three. Um, I don't know. They're just. I don't. I'm. I'm really. I'm weighing. Um, I'm weighing this Packers game actually is one of my two potential mortals. I'll. I'll be decided by the end of this episode. But I feel pretty positive that the Packers are winning. So. All right. Um. Looks like we all agree on that one. What do we think? What do we think about the um, the Bills Ravens game? Uh, for me, I know there's reports of it actually going to snow in Buffalo. I don't think Lamar's ever played in the snow. He's not used to the snow. Is he from Florida or something? I don't know. But if that's the case, I know he's going to be out of his element. And Josh Allen was he's from like Wyoming. Probably snows there. He went to Wyoming. Probably snows there quite a bit. So um, aside from the conditions, though, even if it is sunny or whatever's going on, I still have the Buffalo Bills winning and covering the uh, minus 2.5 spread. I've ride with the I've been riding with the Bills this whole year. Um there's some ups and downs from the Bills for me, uh riding with them, but uh I think I think they can come out with this one. Yeah, I've been riding Bills too for the entire year, but I also all three of you guys were caught sleeping on the Ravens last week. And I don't think like obviously we all saw that we all saw that Lamar interview. He hasn't played in the snow. He jokingly said, like, yeah, like I don't want this to be my first time playing in the snow, but like like it, it doesn't matter. Like Lamar doesn't care. He's still Lamar Jackson. Anything can happen. This is going to be a really good game. I'm very excited to watch it. And I've got the Ravens. I'm going with the Ravens here. By the way, that might've been the most Aiden take I've ever heard. Just no players mentioned except for maybe Josh Allen and Lamar and just all Josh all Allen. Env- no, he's used to it. All environmental, all environmental takes for that game. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills. I'm going to take them to cover. Uh, I think Josh Allen's on a hot streak right now and the rest of that offense is as well. Uh, Lamar I, Lamar is very good. I just don't think – I don't know. I, I like the Bills here. I, I, don't, I don't think the Ravens offense is going to have back-to-back good weeks playing well on offense. I, I think Lamar couldn't potentially play well this week, but I think they're, it's not going to be enough, and they can't keep up with that Bills offense. So I think an offensive shootout, offensive shootout in the over, offensive shootout in the in the over under is going to be go over. So the Bills, the Bills are a great team, and they've like, like I'll, I'll be. I mean, I know I picked the Ravens. Like I'm cheering for the Bills. They're one of I think 13 teams without a Super Bowl win. Um, and they've had like numerous Super Bowl appearances in which they've choked in all of them. Four in a row. Bill's, Bill's kicker missed a field goal to beat the Giants in the Super Bowl. That's a little history over 20 years ago. Um, but I don't know. Overall, I think we can all agree it'll be a really good game. Graham, what are your thoughts here? Um, I mean, we were talking about last episode how hot the Bills were. But I think you can make an argument for the Ravens being the hottest team in football now. So this this game is tough for me, but I'm gonna have to stick with the Bills. I just I just don't see Lamar in that offense um, 
being able to outperform Josh Allen, especially at home in Buffalo. But I would I wouldn't um like I wouldn't be too surprised if the Ravens win, but I still think the Bills got this one. All right. Um our next game is on Sunday, three of five game, Chiefs Browns. Um the spread is minus ten in favor of the Chiefs. Um this one's very, very tough for me. Ten points is a lot of points for an NFL game. Um I'm actually gonna go for the Browns to cover. Riding with, through the playoffs. Yeah, riding with a very, very hot Baker Mayfield pause. Um, but I think they can uh, cover the plus 10 um, gap there, but I, I don't see them winning. I think it'll be it'll be closer than people think, though. I think, I think if the Chiefs are going to win, it's going to be a blowout. I don't really know why. And I've got the Chiefs covering this game. Um, but... It's really, it's really just dependent on how well the Browns can establish their run game, get Chubb and Hunt going. Um, that's what it really, that's what it really comes down to for them. And if Baker's feeling himself on Sunday, um, running out of the pocket, if he gets that little rhythm down, um, and his little scrambles to the right, throwing passes 15, 20 yards downfield, that's when the Browns are trouble when they kind of get that going. They get the run going, opens up the play action game. So a lot can happen. Um, they could definitely cover here, but they are playing the Kansas City Chiefs, defending Super Bowl champions. So I have the Chiefs winning and covering. I I think that the Browns will cover the spread. I do not think they will win. That 10-point spread is a lot for a playoff game. Uh, I mean, we saw, I mean, especially for a divisional playoff game, not a wild card playoff game, because we saw the Saints cover last week. But I mean, the barely, barely might I add, barely, yeah. But I mean, I don't think the Browns D. It, they've played well all year. I don't think they're good enough to hold up with this Chiefs offense. Miles Garrett is also banged up a little bit. He's on the injury report going into this game, and he's by far their best defensive player, in my opinion. The Chiefs have two players. Two players over a thousand yards this season, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And I mean, whatever running back you have in that backfield, either LA or Le'Veon Bell, they'll they'll definitely uh it'll definitely work back there for them. So I think I think I'm gonna take the Chiefs, but the Browns could potentially cover that ten point spread. Um, I think this game comes down to the Browns defense. I mean, we saw what their defense did against the Steelers to start off the game and establish a lead. So I think that the Browns, the Browns can score, like Big said, if they get their run game going. But it's really not going to matter if their defense doesn't step up and stop the Kansas City offense, not let uh, Tyreek get downfield on big plays. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too worried about their run game, considering that Alaire is hurt and. It's Le'Veon Bell, so I think it, it comes down to stopping the pass game. Le'Veon not bad. Who? Le'Veon Bell's like he's a he's a running back in the NFL. I think I think, he's I think Le'Veon Bell's still very good. Yeah. He's washed. He's washed. He can't. You think yeah. he's washed? Yeah, I do. But he, he's not someone that you have to worry about too much. You don't want okay, to. You have to center your offense. You don't want to have to depend on him in the divisional game of the playoffs. Look at all the other teams in the playoffs right now. I'd say the Raven, the only team with the worse, 
actually not worse with just as bad of a running game. I'd say it's the Bills with Zach Moss and Singletary splitting snaps. Other they than that, the worst running game in playoffs. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, you could, Rams, you could bro, make, what? Cam Akers? If Cam they have Cam four, they have like Akers three running backs that are Cam Akers is a stud. Cam Akers is good. He's the established number one. Touchdowns this year. Dude, he all right. Well, yeah, clearly you didn't watch the last three games. Uh, three games so the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills running that game. That Dude. The Buffalo Bills Dude. running game. Wait, what? Is, where is this? This is the postseason. In the regular season, up, Zach. all right. In the regular season, they had no running back over a thousand yards. Devin Singletary had six hundred eighty yards, and Zach Moss had four four eighty. Josh Allen had four twenty, so he almost had more rushing yards on less attempts than Zach Moss this year. All right, that's how it always is with quarter. Like that isn't saying anything. When quarterbacks scramble, like they're scrambling for fifteen plus, and when running backs get the ball, it's often like a no. It's a no gain or a one or two yard push. So that doesn't really, that doesn't say anything at all. And also, it's because they've been splitting snaps all season. Whereas does it Rams, does it say something that Singletary and Moss have less combined touchdowns than Josh Allen running? No, that doesn't say anything at all. That just speaks to the Bills red zone proficiency, the ability to roll out with the pass and still run it in with Josh Allen. I think that matters. So their two running backs, their two running backs don't have more touchdowns than Josh Allen on the ground. So okay, that means that the Bills have a good running game. That means that they have a solid running game, especially in the red zone, that, that their quarterback can run it in. When they're on the one yard line, they run QB sneaks with Josh Allen, and he gets touchdowns. Like, like, that's that's fi- that's fine, but I'm just saying they don't have a good running game. That's all I'm saying. How, how do they not have a good running game? How many did Josh Allen have on the floor? Since you have the numbers up, he had eight. Zach Moss had four, and Singletary had two touchdowns. I, Josh, I'm I'm talking about their running backs. I'm not talking about their. I'm not talking about Josh. No, but I'm that's just, part I'm of their running game. That's I, part I of the run game. You, but when a quarterback scrambles on the ground, that's part of the run game. That's part the of their. Ba- fine, fine, fine. Then I will say the backfield. The backfield is not that good, and I would say they're probably bottom of the league. So, so are you gonna, so are you gonna argue with my take that the Chiefs have the worst run game in the playoffs? Then is that what you're saying? Who has oh, the worst Chiefs. run game? The Bills. Is that yes. your argument? The Bills have the worst running game in the, the, in the playoffs than the, the Chiefs. Yes. Without, without Clyde edwards alike Yes. With Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. I think I think Bell as much like. As you said, he's not gonna he's not gonna like kill you like the rest of the Chiefs offense could. But I mean he's also not the running back he was in Pittsburgh, obviously. But I still think he can make big plays and I still think he's a very elusive back that can get outside and possibly make me- people miss. Should be rushing for like a hundred fifty yards a game with the Chiefs offense that he's a part of and he's not like that's a problem like if you put me out there I could probably power my way for 50 55 yards to be completely honest the Chiefs offense like opens so much room for for the run game like I, it's pretty embarrassing not have put up 100 yard games each and every game even with a limited number of carries that's just my opinion though Right. So Bell Bell play Bell had about like fifty percent of the snaps that 
Edwards Alaire had. He also had less games played, obviously. That's that's something to mention. And Bell had two touchdowns and Edwards Alaire had four. So I mean you could you could make a case for either of these these two teams are the bottom of the are bottom of the playoffs in the running game. I just think the Bills are I just think that I don't even I just think that Singletary is a pass catching back. I, I don't think they I mean I think Zach Moss is their running back, but I think the other two are kind of dual threat. That's my opinion. Well, no, that's a fact. Nobody's arguing with that, yeah. but also have over, they have 14 touchdowns on the ground and the chiefs have how many two plus four plus Mahomes? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Plus the two for Mahomes. Yeah. That's like half of the rushing touchdowns that the girls have. They have more yards though. The, the, uh, the chiefs do more rushing yards. Yeah. Yeah, but that that can be attributed to their success in the passing game. It's supposed to open things up. You know what I mean? Like, you would think that the the Bills could open it up too. Then, right? Dude, I hope you're not sitting here right now trying to argue that the Bills have a better passing game than the Chiefs, so it opens up. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying the Bills have a good passing game as well. Yeah. I mean, they have a good passing game, yes, but it doesn't come close to the Chiefs. Nobody does. No, I didn't. I didn't say that. I'm just saying that you said a good passing offense opened up to the running game, and I said the Bills have a very good passing offense. They have a good passing offense. Yeah, the Chiefs have a very good passing offense. The Chiefs have a amazing passing offense. The Bills have a very good passing offense. I think the I'm, I don't know. I think the Packers have a better <laughs> passing offense than the Bills. Should we do should we do like a postseason rankings of passing offense, just a tiers list if we're gonna argue about this? Oh, there's no need for that. Everyone knows the Chiefs are the best and you're making Well not we're not arguing about the Chiefs. Stupid. We're not exactly. arguing about the so Chiefs. We're stupid. arguing about the teams under the Chiefs. You guys are simply stating facts and not arguing anything. So you you're just like No, I'm just defending my I'm just defending my argument that the Chiefs have the worst running game in the NFL playoffs right now over the Bills. I've watched the Chiefs and the Bills play numerous times, and Zach Moss is a great great running back in the red zone. He's great when you need two yards on third and two. Josh Allen is a great running quarterback in the red zone. That's why he has eight rushing touchdowns. And I'd argue that the Bills have a better rushing game. I think I think most people would agree with me on that, but I don't know. We can do an Instagram poll about it. Yeah, I'm just arguing with the other side. I think the Bills have a worse rushing offense. All right, Graham, you're the tiebreaker. Graham, you're the tiebreaker. No explanation needed. Who has the worst running offense? Without Alaire. Without without. No, without we're talking. No, we're talking with Alaire. Buddy, that, dude, Alaire is not playing. Alaire's not playing, bro. We were so talking about the regular is, season. No, we weren't. We, no, we're not. That went over your head. I started this whole conversation. Okay, okay. I'm, still, I'm still going on the Bills. We got to move I'm still on. Going the Bills. We got to move sorry, on. Sorry, you're still going to Bills. So then still it doesn't the matter. Graham, what's your final? Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. Okay, thank you. All right. Our last game is Buccaneers Saints. Saints are 10 and 6 against the spread this year. Um, playing the Bucks team. Decent Bucks team. Going to be a, a great playoff Bucks team. So I think the Saints, oh, we always see the Saints choking the playoffs, to be honest. And I, I think it's around this time, but I think the Saints are different this year. Drew Brees is veteran, the veteran among veterans, and he will win this game. The, star, the stars have aligned 
in the playoffs for the Bucks to play the Saints. The Saints have beat the Bucks twice in the regular season, and you know what they say: third time's a charm. I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks win this one. I'm, I can't bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs until he loses. With an, I mean, he hasn't lost with the Bucks yet in the playoffs. Even though he's only played one game, but I'm going to stay I mean, stay true to that. So I'm taking the Bucks. This is this is the battle of the goats. They're like the two leaders in passing yards going at it every season. This is probably, I mean, this is probably going to be the last time they ever play. So I'm personally like, I'm so excited for this game. I think it's going to be a really, really, really good game. And I think the Bucks are going to win as long as they can just hold Alvin Kamara to reasonable numbers. That's all they need to do. Just keep him in check. Don't let him go off. And the game's theirs to win. I have a lot of faith in Tom Brady. I have a lot of faith in the Buccaneers offense. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown. And even even Leonard Fournette was playing great last game. Incredible last week. I've got the Bucks. Just a side, a, side, a side question. Sorry to interrupt. A side question. This might be a homer take here, but did you just say Drew Brees and Tom Brady are both the GOATs? Because I, I, I have a GOAT and then Drew Brees. Like two of the goats. Two of the goats. It's not really like it's like a like I'd say we can all we can all agree that Tom Brady is better than Drew Brees um, from from an overall like career standpoint. But it's also fair to say that this is like a battle of the goats. You know, they're two of the greatest players of all time. So, all right, all right. Um, I think this game comes down to the Bucks defense. Like, I wouldn't bet against Brady. I said it last time I wouldn't bet against Brady. I'm not worried about their offense. Antonio Brown is looking like the old Antonio Brown. Um, I missed the week or two that Tom Brady was starting to him in New England after watching uh, that game against Washington. But if their defense plays like they did against Washington and let a quarterback like Heineke do that to them, they're going to be in trouble with Drew Brees and Kamara. But I have faith that their defense will, will do just enough to give, to give Brady, give Brady enough uh, cushion to go score. So I got the bucks. I just feel like, I feel like Brady's confidence and his years of experience are contagious, you know, to the whole Buccaneers. Like, like it doesn't matter anything else that's going on. Like if you're on the Buccaneers and you're going to play in this playoff game, you've got Tom Brady on your team. And I think that in itself just says something, you know, like it, it, it helps their mentality. Um, and I think that's going to go really far, especially at the end of the game. Like you look at what Tom Brady did in the Super Bowl against the Falcons, like can't, can't ever give up. And I think everybody on the Buccaneers knows that even if they start the game off kind of poorly, that's not really going to discourage them as much as it otherwise would. So the, all, all, all we can say is this is definitely going to be a good game. All right. Um, so really quickly before we move into the NBA and this blockbuster trade, let's just briefly go over um, Urban Myers um, kind of breaking news today. He's uh, been talking um, closely with the Jaguars. And I guess the big question here before we move on is, do we think the Jags can be an instant contender with, um, with or without Urban Myers? Put, put that aside. He's a great coach. We know that. 
there's always a lot of question marks surrounding bringing a successful college coach into the NFL. Um, pretty frequently, they're unable to replicate that success in the NFL. So that's always a question, like I said. But I personally think the Jags have over $100 million in cap space. They have a ton of draft picks. And um, obviously, the number one overall pick in the draft this year, Trevor Lawrence. Um, they've got a lot going for them. And what I'd say to this is like NFL players, like they know, they know how valuable their five, 10 years in the league are and they want to make the most out of this. So like if the Jags have money, they can go out, bring in some great players and kind of start something out of nowhere. And I personally think that they can go from worst to one of the top teams in the NFL um, next year, even. So that's my take. I'm going to join you on that take as well. If we look at some of the NFL teams or some of the like offenses in the NFL, I think if that offense of Jag, like the Jaguars offense, if they add a, I would say, I would say already coming into the league, a star quarterback, like, do you know how they have on that offense? Like, can we just go through, just go through the weapons they have on that offense? James I would Robinson. say James Robinson, who had a very, very good season this year. That's our only good offensive player. No. All right. All right. No. Okay. No. DJ Chark. No. DJ Chark, Keenan no. Cole, and what's his, who's, what's his last name? La- I can't La- pronounce La- it. Chanel. Yeah, LaVisca Chanel. That is already an average offense in the NFL. That is already an average offense in the NFL. I only heard of one of those guys. That is a below average offense. You've never heard of DJ Chark? The only one I've heard of. I, okay. You've never, You've never heard of James Robinson? Robinson? Oh, and James Robinson. But that's it. Dude, no, there's not an, I don't I think, know an average I, offense. I think you just don't watch the Jags. What about the Jags game? What's the point? They suck. The Jags issue, I believe the Are Jags you, issue this season. The point is, the point is, our take is that they're going to go from sucking to being good. And this is one with Trevor. You don't watch them, and you don't know their players. That's they're gonna, not, a, they're gonna need at least three years, bro. How are they gonna? Trevor Lawrence is gonna make them a top tier NFL team in one year. Do you listen to anything I said, bro? They have a hundred million dollars in cap space, a ton of first round picks, and Trevor Lawrence. I would also say, I say the only thing they need to add on the offense this season is a tight end. I think they should just build up that defense with all the draft picks and money they have because their defense is awful, awful. I, I don't think I can name a player on their defense if we're talking about players we can't name. Maybe C.J. Yeah. Henderson. That's about it. The cornerback from Florida they drafted last year or two years ago. So I uh, think they built. Up, I think they build up that defense. I think they don't really they touch a, they touch up the offense this year, and then I think the year after they go out and get some big names on the offense. Yeah, then they go from one win to four wins. You're talking like a grand eight, ten win team. That's All right, they have the most they, cap space. They have the most cap space in the league. They're bringing in Trevor Lawrence. They have a good receiving court. It's not our fault that you don't watch. It's good. not our fault. Good. Yes. I mean, they were 1-0 to start the season. DJ Chark. Miles Jack and Josh Allen. They're they're decent players. They're Josh Allen? Yeah. Is he, they have a player named Josh Allen on their team? Yes. Oh, I, I know, I'm going to be honest. I never heard of him. I know Miles Jack, though. I know Miles Jack. Josh Allen, the other one. I was like, Josh Allen, are we talking about the quarterback? Hey, no. Even he, if you don't watch the 
Jags play. If you never watch them play, you can't. You can't. Oh, the red zone. They, they, they never come on in red zone. Okay. They never come on in red zone. All right, your your points are invalid because you don't watch them play. So yo, um, he was I mean, the, he was the number seven overall. Five was this year. Like, all right, dude. Okay. All right. All right. He's he's good. He's very good. All right. He's good. He's good. All right. Two three names in the defense. Three names in the defense. As I was saying before, I got interrupted by Aiden who doesn't watch the Jaguars play I think that they draft Trevor Lawrence they bring in maybe one O-lineman to protect him and they use the rest of their cap space and draft picks on their defense like Chenny said um, get a good pass rusher pass rusher build up the secondary their defensive line is fun I think they need they need another uh, linebacker to complement they need a safety they definitely need to bring in. They need to bring in a big safety with their draft space, with their uh, cap space, over a hundred million. Might I add, if I haven't already repeated that enough, people want to get money. They want to get paid in the NFL. That's their job. They know they have a short amount of time in their prime, and it doesn't matter what franchise you are. You can build anything with the amount of capital and potential that the Jaguars have. So I'm a believer, and I think everybody's going to be surprised when the Jaguars are really good next year. It's going to be a little bit better Bengals. So I'm excited for that. Five wins. Yeah, let's go. Wow. I, I, I can't wait. I, I don't, the so the Jags, the Jags have two picks. They're literally the Bengals. And so... Like, yeah, school. We're, they we're not talking about around around. Year. We're talking about how good they're going to be next year. Yeah. All right. I'll see what they're with their nobody receivers. So they have they have two picks. They have two picks coming up in this year's draft. One is going to Lawrence, obviously. The other is kind of open. This CBS Sports has them projected to take a wide receiver, which would I mean they that do. would be that would be nice. But I think they should build up the defense. What overall is their pick? What overall is their pick? They have 25. They have one in 25. That boy go a little higher, but Kyle Pitts is definitely an option to look at tight end. I like what you said a lot. I think a tight end would kind of add to their dynamic offense that they're trying to I, build. Um, I 100% agree with what you're saying, but Kyle Pitts will be way off the board by the time that comes around. I don't know about I don't know about way off the board. I think you like, but I like the Giants. I think that the Giants are going to have the ability to take um, him. Like, like if he's like, I think he's still going to be there at eleven. I think the Giants are going to pass on him. And then you look at the needs of some of the other teams. I know twenty five is kind of a uh, pretty big stoop. I'd agree. I'd agree with you in saying that, like, it's not likely, but it's still very possible. I don't know. I think a lot of okay. people could potentially pass up on. He's him. he's the lottery pick, especially for tight ends this year. Class. He's the first one off the board. So any team that needs a tight end will just take him because he's so much better, I think, than the rest of the tight ends in this. I think Kyle Pitts are up to a six one. <laughs> All right. So. Kyle Pitts up to a six-win team. If if so, Aiden's early season projection for the Jaguars is how many wins? Or I can see their free agents. If they, they don't get any good wide receivers to Graham's, apparently, oh, good old good wide receiver room over there. Yeah. Then they are. 
win They're a six-win team. They're the Bengals. A little bit better. A little bit better. Oh, all right. First of all, first of all, you said you're saying without any of them, without a wide receiver, without free agents, they're no, six no, no, no. and ten. Without team. free agents, they're two-win team. With free agents, they're a six-win team. Five, six. With Trevor Lawrence. First round, you think they're only going to win two games? They won like how many games they win this year? They won two games this year. One, they won one game. So, you think they're going to only one win better? If what if they played again with the same team? If they get all their three agents and Trevor Lawrence, they're a six five win team. All right, because it sounded like you were saying they're going to they're going to win the same amount of games with Trevor Lawrence. No, they're going to be the Bengals. And you know how hard it is to only win one game in a season? That's the Jets. All right. Yay. Let's hit let's hit some NBA really quickly. Um I'm I'm James very I, blockbuster trade. I, I've been waiting all day Graham, to talk about this. I know Graham's got all the specifics um of the four-way trade. So do you want to, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so the Nets um, get James Harden and a second round pick. The Rockets receive Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodion's Corux, four first round picks and four pick swaps. The Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince and the Pacers get Karis Levert and a second round pick. Just, so, just to, just to mention off of that. Is, I don't I, What's a pick swap. They just swap. Their picks. It's your, you can choose the pick you want. It's yeah. So if the Rockets have the 10th pick and the, the, um, and the Nets have, Wait. Yeah, if, if your pick's lower than the other teams, you can swap to get higher. So just to just to mention too that all these all these players from Brooklyn went to Houston and Houston dished them all out as well. So it wasn't like a like a three team trade because there's four teams involved. So all the players went to Houston and then Houston shipped Allen and whoever else was there to Cleveland and then shipped Levert to the Pacers. So all right. Well, all right. So just, just kind of like a way to think about it. Um, I think, I think we can all agree that this trade thought they were doing something to benefit their franchise. So it's hard to pinpoint like a, a, a loss really anywhere because it's just like, it's different what each franchise is doing, their strategy going forward. Um, kind of a way to think about the pick swaps is the, the Nets are essentially gambling on being one of the most successful teams in the league, which we can all agree is uh, likely to happen. And, and that means that they're going to end up with, um, hopefully for them, 30, 29, 28, 27th draft pick in the, um, in the NBA draft. And then it doesn't really make sense for the Rockets to exploit those trade swaps. So for the Rockets, it's, it's an option. If they have the worst pick in a certain round, they can choose. They can elect to either swap the pick or not. And so what the Nets are doing is gambling everything. They bring in James Harden, ship out a lot of their future, 22, 24, 26 first-round pick. And um, it'll be really interesting to just kind of see how this plays out. I personally, I think the Nets, I like the risk they're taking. I think they need to build around now. Um, they've got Steve Nass. They've got a good coach. Um, they have two prolific scorers. And 
Um, wait, two. I'm 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 speaking I'm speaking without with Kyrie's uncertainty right now. The NBA is reviewing videos of him without a mask at uh, uh like family birthday party. Um, he's had he's had like a ton of issues. He didn't even Steve Nash didn't know where he was before the game. He had to explain that to the media. That's a huge problem. If you're not in it to win it, like Chenny was uh, like I'll say this: Chenny was right at the beginning. Yeah. Chenny said, Chenny said all of this. Chenny said all of this. I said, Kylie, I said, Kyrie Irving would be a locker room issue. Where is he? Nobody knows where he is. is He hasn't been a locker room issue. He's been waiting for James Harden to get here. He's playing the game. He's playing chess. Waiting for James. What? I, listen, I, I make You're the argument checkers. that the Nets. She's no, no, I make checks, the argument. Playing checkers. I'm gonna make the. I'm gonna make the argument right now that they went out and got James Harden because they think Kyrie Irving isn't coming back this year. No, no, they went out and got James Harden because Kyrie said, "I'm not gonna play unless you get James." No, Harden. no, no, no. That's what Why? Kevin Durant said. Kevin Durant wanted James Harden here, not Kyrie. Okay. All right. Well, all of that aside. I think we can, every single one of us can agree that the Rockets with veteran John Wall, Oladipo and Christian Wood and all of their first round picks. I think, I think they're the biggest winners of this trade to, I think we can all agree, right? Longest term. Yes. Yep. I agree. Long-term. And even this year, like they had short term. I, yeah. I, and, and like, like all of that, um, stuff, I'm not going to swear that James Harden was saying, um, about the Rockets. Like, <laughs> Marcus Cousins kind of ripped him apart. He was like, yeah, like, to be honest, like, I came here to play with John Wall. So I think they're all moving on already. They're excited about their future. Um, the Pacers benefited as well. They got Levert. They have more young talent. They shipped all Depot away. And they've got Graham's guy, Sabonis. Um, so, you know, I think they've got a, a, a lot of potential moving forward as well. And the biggest thing to look at is just, like, how are the Nets going to play together? Each, each player has ranked in the top six of the most points per, like, direct isolation plays in the NBA since 2013 to 2014. All three of them are in the top six, which is, like, a ton of isolation points. So it's just going to be interesting to see how they can move the ball around and if they're really willing to sacrifice putting up 25 instead of 35 a game. So, so just something to look at for sure. But this is... Huge news, and I'm excited to see how this shapes the NBA up. Um, I, take, I guess. Oh, go ahead, Greg. I was just gonna give my thoughts on each team. I think the Cavs. The Cavs have like five, five like forwards and centers now. So it will be interesting how how they play together with um, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland having great years uh, in the backcourt. Um, the Pacers getting Levert in a second round pick. I'm not opposed to it, but I, I think Oladipo, I, I just don't know if they they should have given him up for Levert. I think Levert has a good future, but right now I'm not sure if that was the best play. I think the Rockets are the biggest winners here. Four first rounders, Oladipo playing with John Wall. I, I think they're the big winners. And the Nets, I, I think they're the big losers of this trade. For one reason and one reason only, LeBron James. As long as LeBron James is in the NBA, as long as LeBron James has AD next to him, as long as LeBron James has the deepest and most talented team in the league, the Nets will not win a championship. 
I mean, let's be honest. The Nets just got rid of all their bench depth anyways. So Dinwiddie's not even playing this year. Not the Lakers. As long as LeBron is in the league. The Lakers Lakers were the deepest team before and after this trade. They've been the deepest team all season. They were last year as well. And it's a question. No, no, no. It's a question of star power. What? The Nets were so much deeper this year at the beginning of the year than the Lakers. No. 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 Aiden, explain, please. Explain. Her and Dewey are both over Schroeder. If you want to start Schroeder, who else? Bro, one of them starts. Dinwiddie started. One of them started every single night. That's one bench player. Jared Allen, bro. You're looking at two players on the bench, not seven. Like you don't Jeff bro. Green, bro. You're forgetting about Jeff, Jeff Green. Green. They have dude, they have more. I can't even Timothy Lue Lucabro, bro. What are you talking about, bro? Montrez, Schroeder. Jared Allen's over Trez. Okay. Yes, I agree. But you yeah. also want to look Dude, at the Schroeder. That's two out of the five. Who else? Who else do you have on the Lakers? I don't even know. Jeff Green's probably over one of them. Who else is on the No, that's KCP. a good question. Who else is on the Lakers? KCP. KCP. No, KCP starts though. KCP starts though. KCP and Joe Harris. Marcus Joe Harris. Joe Harris is a starter. Yeah, KCP is better than him. Debatable. No, KCP. Debatable. He's up like 15 a game this year. Gasol, Montrez, Caruso, KCP, Marquise Morris. Marquise Caruso. Morris. You forgot about Caruso, bro. No, bro. The Nets are similar. You, you got like, like 11 people. You got to realize that every player is not is not a star. Like role player, their role players are so much better than the Nets role players. Exactly. As long how are, can you say that? I don't. What? How what, can you say, what do you mean? How can I say that? Because that's just not true. Really? Yes. All right. Who's like the eighth, who's the eighth man on the Nets? Probably Jeff Green. No, he's the, he's you, actually he actually the potential to start right now. By the way, are we talking about before the trade or after the trade? Before the trade, before the trade. Okay, okay, because I think he might start. All right, give after me, the trade. give me, give me Caruso over Wash Jeff Green in terms of role players. <laughs> I'd rather. I, I would have, no, that sounds so stupid, dude. He's a six. All right, point. All right so 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 he's a so, six point. He scores six points a game. Eden, that's his role. Eden, Dinwiddie or that's his role. Yeah, if 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 you told Caruso he go get you need to score fifteen a game, he could do it. Yes, he yes could. he could, Aiden. Yes, he could, bro. You put him. Why doesn't it? Why doesn't it? Because how many other scores they have on that team? The they don't need him, Caruso to score. Then why do they have him? What's the point of having Caruso if he doesn't need to score? Because he's a role player. You've played basketball your entire life, and you sound like you've never watched or touched a basketball. You're like saying something so dumb. He's a facilitator. You said. You said. <laughs> he's he's a, no, like what? No, he's he's not good. He's good for his role. He's a but role there's player. better options on the Nets. <laughs> like who? <laughs> Levert or oh, okay, he's starting. No, no one's arguing. Levert starts. No one's arguing. Caruso's better than Levert. Levert and Dinwiddie are either the sixth man or the fifth starter. Okay, yeah, Caruso is one the player or the ninth man. Plus Jared Allen, eighth or ninth, and man. that's it, bro. You're Jared Allen, Jeff Green. Uh, who else did I say before? Dinwiddie or whoever, whoever it was. They have. Exactly. Oh, you had the you had the backup shooting guard as well. I'm just throwing it out there. The backup what? shooting guard there. I don't know what his name is. 
Oh, right. Taylor Taylor Taylor, bro. No, he's yeah. terrible. Not Thank him. you for that. Thank you for that, Chani. But Aiden, bro, buddy, bro, you you can't name both Lavert and Dinwiddie when you're talking about bench depth because every single Landry game is over. Alex Caruso, easy. Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit is over Alex Caruso, and you, Graham, look, he knows he can't argue. Is that why the Lakers won the chip last year? And that's why Katie or Kyrie, like that's a dumb argument. What do you mean? No, that's Landry Shamit wasn't on the net last oh, year. It just show. It just goes to show that the Lakers, bro, you can't win a chip and not have look, one of the best depth. One, all right, I, I, I think, think second best depth, but the I first think best Landry Shamit was the best. Straight. All right, let me talk. You're buying Landry Shamit is straight, <laughs> up, straight up better player than Alex Caruso. Yes. Okay. In terms of their role, in terms of how they fit into the teams, in terms of how they impact the teams, Caruso is over him. <laughs> That's not true. What do you mean? <laughs> when Caruso's playing next to LeBron James, he's better than Landry Shamit playing next to KD. They don't play together because he's a bench player. Dude, have you ever played that? Like, you've played basketball your entire life. I know, but I'm just subbing. How is that an argument? I'm Everyone, just... one person subs in at a time, maybe two. Yeah, and but I don't. I don't a know. Lot, a lot is standing at a time. That they put like so, so saying Caruso never plays with LeBron. You just sound. Dumb. Oh, he does. I've seen. I've seen that multiple times. But I can't. That's... I can't. I can't oppose an argument because I, ne- I don't see KD play with Shim. Bro, let's say Levert starting. Let's say. <laughs> Lavert starting, okay. You have you have Dinwiddie and Jared Allen. Go to the Lakers. Gasol, Caruso, Trez, KCP, Markeith Morris, Jared. No, Dunn. KCP starts. KCP's I'll start. give Aiden that one. All right, so then Talon Talon Horton Tucker. I've actually seen him play. And so. he's he's he low key is showing some like he's good. some potential. Whole team is good. They went out and hired like two of the best. <laughs> Okay. Dude, he doesn't need to be good right now. Graham, Graham. He doesn't need to be good right now. We can't win, bro. Like, I just don't know. DeAndre Jordan is a starter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You obviously didn't do your research. What? You're naming starters as bench players. You just named KCP. What do I think? The Lakers. Before the Nets trade. Yes. No. No. The Lakers The Lakers bench. The Nets played 11 players. And that 11 players that could play. Steve Nash. Because, it, oh, because players. they play more players doesn't mean they have better depth. That means they're better than the Lakers, yeah. The Lakers are starting whatever. They're better than the Lakers 11. The Nets okay. 11 is better well, than the Lakers. Well, this is kind of a pointless argument because the Nets don't have Because the Nets don't even have the team anymore. Yeah, and then when he's hurt. So as long as LeBron my, – my main point, this all stemmed from me saying, as long as LeBron James is in the league – the Nets are not winning a championship. Can I just so they threw away their future for an Easter? Their future is gone. I agree with you. Can I just tell you the before the trade, the bench players for for Brooklyn, like just name all of them. I'm going to name all, all right, of them, sure. even if they're not good. Backup point guards, Bruce Brown. He put up fourteen last night. Fourteen. Okay, he scored fourteen one game. Every NBA player can score fourteen. Yeah, well, that's they're also with, that's also without Lavert and Jared Allen and Kyrie. So, of course, he has to score 14. If they score 14, they're not even in the game. Okay. Point guard is Bruce Brown. Then it, then it would be Denwitty. Then Jeff Green. And then Timoth, Timothy, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. And then Jared Allen. 
You're taking that over the Lakers. So you're taking Lakers. that. You're- the Lakers. Lakers over, why is right, Lakers right, over, right, over that? Right, ready? Over Here's the Lakers. Caruso. Here's the Lakers. Argument, no, we're going in circles. We're going in circles. There's oh not my God. Can I, uh, here's the Lakers. This is the Lakers depth. This is the Lakers depth. No, I want to say this real quick. No, no, this is important. This is important. I, I actually have to head out. So I'll leave you guys to finish this up. But um, first and foremost, I just want to say um, I thought things through. Um, my mortal this week is going to be Packers six and a half over the Rams. I almost, I almost went Pepperdine is playing Gonzaga today and the line is, uh, or the spread is 25.5. I almost had Pepperdine covering. I thought about it. I thought about it. I really did. But, um, I I don't know. I, I, I decided to go with the, uh, with the Packers. I think that's the safer bet, but if anybody doesn't have a mortal, I think that Pepperdine Gonzaga is really, really appealing. Last time they played Gonzaga was leading by four at the half. So just something to think about. Um, and Aiden, the Lakers are so much deeper than the net. Thank you. All right. right, So so a quick, quick exit from bigs. Let's just go back to what we were saying before. So we said the Brooklyn Nets were what? Bruce Brown, Dinwiddie. Shamit, Shamit, Shamit Dinwiddie. Okay. Shamit Dinwiddie. Then Tim, I'm just going to say Timothy, Timothy, whatever. Then Jeff Green and Jared Allen. Here's the Lakers second, second teamers. Caruso, Wesley Matthews, Taylor Horton Tucker, Kyle Kuzma, and Montrez Harrell. I'll tell you this. Thank you. And then, okay. And Markeith Morris in- is also in that mix, but he is not even a second teamer. All right, let's move on because we're just going in circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. We can both agree, Graham. I said, we can both agree that the Nets ruined their future and they're, they can't be good for yes. the eight years that they gave up. They ruined mm-hmm. their future. Just like the Celtics trade. Win an Eastern Conference champion. I don't know. Alford, I don't know what the – I don't know what – Who is the Brooklyn a, general manager? All for a maybe championship on LeBron's Who is the Brooklyn general manager? You never know. Dude. Like it's, I think it's a dumb trade. All right. Let's they love on. just trading their picks new, away. We got new segment here. Sleeper of the week. Uh, you know, kind of self-explanatory. Give a player, team, you know, whatever. That's been slept on or people are sleeping on. So I guess I'll start it off. Um, my sleeper of the week is going to have to be um, Alabama. They had a big win over Alabama basketball. They had a big win over um, Kentucky. They're five and oh undefeated in the SEC. But I feel like no one's really talking about them. They're not in the top 25 yet, even though I think they're a top 25 caliber team. Um, I mean, if you're if you're winning the SEC and you're undefeated in the SEC, I think you're you're a top 25 team, especially five games in. And I, I feel like they're just not getting the recognition or credit they deserve. Um, so that's my sleeper team. They they beat Tennessee, by the way. Did they play Auburn yet? They beat all right, so they've beat um Ole Miss, they beat Tennessee, number seven in the country, they beat Florida, they beat Auburn, and then they beat Kentucky by twenty in their most recent game. You see Sharif so, Cooper though? He's looking good. He dropped like twenty six and ten yesterday. Yeah, but Alabama beat him, so sleeper of the week. Yep. Alabama basketball. I like it. Um my sleeper of the week is CJ McCollum. 
averaging 28 points second in the NBA, and I don't even like people don't are not talking about him really that much. So I think he's just a steady. He's gonna give you 20 a game no matter what. So I think he's a sleeper of the week for me. Uh, my sleeper of the week, I'm going to go NHL. Uh, I think, I mean, I'm going to get, I guess I'm going to go off last night too. So my sleeper of the week is Brock Besser for Vancouver Canucks. So last night, last night he had two goals and four shots on goal for a whopping total time on the ice of 17 minutes. He scored twice on four shots, which is very accurate. And I think the rest of this week that, uh, Brock Besser will kind of start lighting it up again. He kind of had an off season last year in scoring wise, but I mean, good start already for Brock. He's got two goals and a boat, a boatload of time on the ice. So. All right. On to hot and cold now to finish up. We have pick, we have locks too. And more to locks. Uh, anyone want to start off? Hot and cold. I'll start. Uh, hot. My hot is the Houston Rockets general management. <laughs> my hot is the Houston Rockets general management. I truly believe that they won this trade. And I truly think that they are a team to watch for the future. Maybe not. Maybe I mean maybe next year. Maybe the year after. But once these picks start panning out, I think for this year, to be honest, that be Houston Rockets uh, general management. Uh, blow my mind again just unbelievable but i want to go work for the houston rockets general management yeah they got a player that didn't want to be there and got all that for a (laughs) A player that didn't want to be there and didn't want to play for their team and turn it into all of like turn it into like great future yeah unbelievable my my cold of the week is kyrie irving there's no explanation for that if you have watched the news at all, you will know that Kyrie Irving is ice cold. So that's that's me. This sucks that's such a good player, and I don't know what he, I don't know what he's doing. Um, my cold is the Sixers. They were my hot probably two. I think it was two two podcasts ago, but I think they have two straight losses. Oh no, they did win in overtime against the Heat, so that was a good win. But um, I still think they're cold. They don't have it. They're just getting all their players back. So I'm gonna go for that. Um. This is this is a bad one, but my hot is the Warriors. I saw them play yesterday, and um, they look like a great team. And once their defense works and Draymond Green's back, they're so much better team. Um, they flow a lot better, and I think they're they're better than their six and five record says. And I, I initially thought they were kind of bad, and I like how, I like how James Wiseman uh, this season's going so far. He has potential. All right, um, my hot team is going to be uh, Louisville basketball. They're four zero in the ACC, undefeated so far. Um, they beat they beat Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, Boston College, Pitt, and they beat um, Kentucky. And they're back in the top twenty five, number sixteen in the country. Their only losses to Wisconsin this year, where they they lost by thirty seven. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, um, they played really well this season. And my cold team's going to be Arizona State. They were they were seen as Pac-12 title contenders, but they're they're one and two so far. They're four and five overall. They were they were top twenty-five to start the season, but they have they have lost three straight to UTEP, UCLA, and USC. UTEP. UTEP. So UTEP bad loss there. 
mean, UCLA and USC aren't bad losses, but uh, yeah, they've definitely underperformed. All right. Under the mortals. Mortals. All right. I got records. Oh, yeah, I got yeah. records. I got records. I don't want to hear them. Still in last, but coming back to earth on a two game winning streak. Myself at two and five at a 0.285 win percentage. Then, then we have actually all of you guys are tied at three and four with a uh, 0.428 win percentage. Um, so cold right now. Kansas, it's tall. I mean, you guys State. both got upset in back to back mortal locks for me. So, mm-hmm. and just, just around. to note, Biggs has already given his pick this week. It's the Packers minus six and a half. I like it. Who wants to start? I will start. My glasses broke. Obviously, that's the reason my moral did not hit last week. So I'm going no glasses today. Getting the getting the streak back up, and I'm riding. I'm staying loyal. The Bills make you Bills. Shout out Rico Bosco. It's minus two point five. The Bills make you Bills. Put, put the house. Put the mortgage on it. Oh, two, minus two point five against the Ravens. It better smell. Lamar, Lamar better. I don't know. I get nervous. Shake up. Go take another bathroom break and the Bills oh, they gotta win this one I need I need to get back to even <laughs> alright uh, mine first ever I'm going unranked with it um, going to the American Conference UCF over Temple favored by three and a half points give me UCF ooh UCF you like well, UCF? That's, that's another. That's a little sleeper team there. They they, they hit a little bumpy patch, but um, they did beat Florida State earlier in the year. Don't sleep on UCF. All right, my or my my pick this week. I am gonna go into the NBA. I think it's my first time going into the NBA for I picks. Like very very dangerous. Very dirty water. Dangerous. But I see. I see. In this dirty water, I see a, a glowing, a glowing pick to take. <laughs> glowing pick. It is the Charlotte Hornets plus seven against the Toronto Raptors. I like it. I like it. Raptors Toronto are- is having an off season. I don't know how they're doing recently. They must be winning some games because I don't know how they're favored by minus seven against Charlotte, who have a red hot Lamelo ball. So, Gordon Hayward's day to day. He will. He'll probably end up playing, but. I'm going to go with the plus seven Charlotte Hornets. Um, Thursday. So, yes, tonight. All right. I'll be watching. Just so you guys know, at the time of us recording this, uh, that UCF Temple game starts in 45 minutes. I'll go <laughs> tune into that. It Within, starts in four. It's a daytime game on a yeah, on a what? Noon game on Thursday. So, within a few hours... Well, hopefully I'll be right, four and four on my mortal Let's just go re- right through it real quick. I have Charlotte seven and a half. Biggs has Packers minus six and a half. Aiden, Bills. Bills minus 2.5. And Graham took UCF. Minus three and a half. Minus three and a half. All right. So there, there are the locks. Lock them up. Lock up the episode. Episode nine. Uh, and, and NHL preview coming soon. NHL preview coming soon. With Bonus special, episode yes. with Both two special guests. 
hosted hosted by myself with two special guests coming on the on the podcast the bonus episode stay tuned so we'll, we'll see you next time Thank <laughs> you.